thank you so much for respecting the jams. I, I'm glad you enjoyed them. You know I'm going to continue to play them. I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for what you do. God bless you and grind so you shine. Hello, Black Healing Matters family. This is Danielle here with the Black Healing Matters podcast. And we are here today with yet another idea to hopefully move you one step closer to your healing. And today I am really happy and excited to bring you something special. I know every day is something special, but really today is something really special because I have for you someone that, I mean, is, has so much experience, so many different life experiences that is going to talk to you about things today that you maybe never even heard of. And I'm, I'm excited about this myself because I want to hear what this guest has to say. And you know, today is Thursday. That means it's doing the right things Thursday, where we catch somebody, not in the act of doing wrong, but in the act of doing the right things. And I tell you that this person is doing just that, a lot of right things. So who is this person? Well, she goes by the name of Silver. Yes, her first name is Silver. Silver Waynehouse. Now, I'm going to read her bio really quickly and tell you a little bit about her, but I mean, you'll be blown away. So <laughs> listen closely. So under her proper business attire, she's been known to wear a Prince t-shirt or a Tupac t-shirt. <laughs> that should give you an idea of, of her. With programs she's developed called Council of Potential, Silver meets you where you are, helps you to discover your unique talents and abilities, and coaches you as you use them to thrive. She is an she is an enhanced conversational intelligence coach and is a member of the research team headed by Judith Glaser, the, the creator of conversational in intelligence, CIQ. Soon she will add, wow, she will add a certification in ROI, the program created by Lisa Ann Edwards to her skill set. In Paris, she is showcased with Dorothy Polly, an activist and committed to social change. Using Dorothy's gallery as a venue in the past, regularly dynamic programs featuring artists, playwrights, singers, musicians, and others to address current issues. Silver's university scholarship, wow, would have taken her to medical school, but she decided instead to take another route leading her to become the first black woman manager in the largest freight company in the United States. Later, Silver, a certified myotherapist, using her knowledge of the mind-body connection as part of her healthcare team, successfully worked with patients seeking relief from stress and disease, survivors of trauma and abuse, and professional athletes. Silver has yet another skill set. Wow. Knowledge of astrology, which she has practiced for over 40 years. Silver was once billed by Borders Books, where she often spoke as an alternative to the Super Bowl. Silver has performed professionally as an actress, is a member of the National Writers Union, the Summit Community, and AFEST and is an advocate of the LGBT community. Her community service is notable 
Silver Wayne House is, has recently placed the Wayne House archives at Syracuse University, keeping alive the legacy of her late husband, Austrin Wayne House. Silver's credits include high profile groups and individuals. One of her most treasured mementos is correspondence from David Foster Wallace, her former client, which states, I trust you. Last but not least, Miss Silver Wainhouse is also working on a play which will outline the life of artist Buford Delaney. Wow. So, I mean, that's just, that's just a little bit. That's just a taste of who this woman is. Truly an amazing figure and someone you should know about who is definitely doing the right things. And so with all that, I would like to introduce to you Black Healing Matters family our guest, Miss Silver Wainhouse. Are you there? I am here and thank you so much for this opportunity to speak to your community. I think that what you are doing is admirable and necessary. Well, you, you know, I feel, I'm so blessed to have you as a supporter of this platform. Um, I don't know, I, I know that some, many of the people who are, are listening were also on the Facebook Live show. So they may have seen you and well, as we interacted on the Facebook Live show for Kwanzaa. And I just have to say, I'm honored to have you uh, as a guest and an active participant in what we're doing here. It really, it means the world. Thank you once again. I've just had fun in my life. <laughs> if it's not fun, Danielle, I'm not doing it. That's a good, that's awesome. And I can tell you've done quite a lot. So you must have a lot of great stories. Oh, I do. <laughs> I wow. do. So can you tell us a little bit about this, this play that you're currently working on and any other projects you have going on currently? Uh, the play Buford Delaney. Oh, Buford was an amazing artist born in Knoxville, Tennessee in 1901 and uh, died in the early 70s but he came to France in the early 50s, along with uh, James Baldwin and many other people, including my husband. And uh, it was recently discovered that he was buried, that he is buried in, in Paris and that his grave was to be exhumed. Wow. And uh, Dr. Monique Wells uh, spearheaded a project to get him a proper tombstone to uh, make sure that the world knows that Buford, his contributions of, of, of what he did. And subsequently, there has been, uh, there are two, two schools, one in Paris, one in Knoxville, Tennessee, studying uh, things around Buford Delaney, the curricula, what he does, what he's done, his paintings, and taking that, and people are doing self-portraits. There's been an international exhibition. There's an opera written, and I'm in the process of doing a play. And Jake Signaro uh, was really gracious enough to write an article in the New York Times, which really gave uh, uh, breath to, to the, the project. Wow. <laughs> so you, you're writing this play. How did this come about that you were able to um, be commissioned to write this play? I was asked by uh, Dr. Wells, uh, just in a conversation. And I went to the cemetery with her and I said, I made the mistake. 
and I won't say mistake, but I said, you know, the world should know about him. And she said, I said, there should be a play or something. And she said, why don't you write it? And I said, okay, why don't? <laughs> that's how it happens, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how it happens. And it's going well. Good, good. Yeah. And so where do you plan to show this play? Well, we know it must be shown in Knoxville, Tennessee, mm -hmm. and in Paris, where he's buried. And we'll just go from there. We yeah. are in the process of looking for funding, which is a necessity. And I'm sure that people will recognize the value of this and will support it. Yeah, definitely. I would love to see it. <laughs> this would be fantastic. Uh, so just, I know that you've been living abroad for a while. Can you tell us just about your experiences living abroad? Maybe some of the uh, cool things that you've been able to, to do and experience? The coolest thing I think that I'm able to do is I'm able to invite people to come here and visit and explore and to see that there are many ways of living and many ways of doing things, including going to the bathroom. <laughs> Just because education, travel is education. And I really support the fact that uh, people travel and learn and benefit and, and share. So, and I've always had a place, uh, a home. I had a home in Santa Fe, which I sold, but I always have had a place where people can come and visit. That's yeah. amazing. Ah, oh, yes. And how long have you been living abroad? Oh, a few decades now. <laughs> well, and always... Yeah, for a period of time, I was in, in three places. I was in the Midwest in St. Louis. I was in, Saint, in Santa Fe with the house and here. And I looked for a pair of shoes and wondered where they were. <laughs> and getting, you know, and getting older, we, we, we simplify as we shoot. <laughs> you know, that's, that's not a bad problem to have, you know? <laughs> no, no. But I always, I always had people come and visit and, and, um, and share. I remember uh, Dr. Sylvia Rue, who was nominated for an award for All God's Children. She came and stayed with me for a while. Uh, September Williams, who is a fantastic doctor, who combines dance and medicine. And I'm on her board of uh, Ninth Month Productions. And Diane Houston is also on there. She did the, the uh, Michael Jackson biopic. Wow. And so it just, just, you know, we can, we can put together something and should. Yeah. A tour or something where people can come and just, just, just breathe. It's a total different way of living when you get away. There is so much stress that is on black people, which means that there is so much stress on the black body, yeah. emotionally, mentally, physically. Yeah. And we are having to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Travel is one way of, of reposing, of, of uh, you know, stepping back and gathering your strength to continue. And, and it, it just is, there's so much going on. I mean, and it just isn't in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, you, that's so true. Um, 
I couldn't agree more. Of all my international travel, I think that's one of the things I've taken away is the the ease that comes along with being outside of being American, being a Black American uh, in America. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I, I have to admit that's absolutely true. Absolutely. absolutely. So you spoke about health um, and the health of Black bodies. Um, is there anything you like to, as far as tips that you like to give as far as health and wellness that Black people can begin to embody to help them deal with the, some of the physical effects of the stress and racism, really, that they're facing in America, particularly, and around the world? Yeah, there's a, a, a little routine I do every morning, and I call it START, and it's an acronym, and the acronym is S is for stretch, which is something that babies do and something that we stop doing. But you see everybody in nature, birds, animals, stretching. Just in the morning in the bed, just stretch and take some deep breaths. And the T is to talk to yourself. You wake up and you tell yourself and your body that you are grateful that you have awoken that you give thanks for every breath that you take, for every heartbeat that you take. Because in our lifetime, living to be 80 years old, I think you, you uh, take some three billion, you have some three billion heartbeats. You know? Amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's something like, um, yeah, three billion, 42, 42 million a year. 42 so, you know, wow. um, it's, 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 and it's, it's just important just to, to thank the body and to love the body, to appreciate the body. Mm. How many, how many of us, when is the last time you stood, and I'm talking about your audience, mm -hmm. stood naked in a mirror mm. and looked at yourself? Mm -hmm. It's been a while. <laughs> and we should do that. And, and because there are a lot of things you can learn from doing that. You can see various things that are going on with your body that you may not have noticed. Dimpling in a breast, a rash that you keep scratching that doesn't seem to go away, discoloration, things that you should call attention to the next time you go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. So true. You know, yeah, everybody. I have seen I don't know how many people naked, a thousand easily. <laughs> and, and every single body is beautiful. Yeah. Every single body is a miracle. Wow. Every single one. Wow. There is no ugliness. There is difference, but there is no ugliness. Now, the T is to talk to yourself. And in talking to yourself, tell yourself what you want to get done that day. Mm. What your number one intent is. Mm -hmm. The A is to be active. Get up and move your butt. <laughs> I walk, do some jumping jacks. There are routines that you can do that take 15 to 20 minutes that you can do in your house. Mm -hmm. 
be active. R is to remind yourself of what your intention is. Mm -hmm. And T is to take the first step. Wow. You know, drink water. Be, you will drink more water if you have uh, a, a glass or a sports bottle next to your desk or with you. When it's there, you'll be conscious of that and you will drink more water if that bottle is there. Pick a water bottle you like, a color you like, a saying you like, and fill it and drink from it. Yes. Yes, I, um, I totally agree with that. Uh, when I was in high school, I, was, uh, I went to a boarding school in high school, and I was known on my boarding school campus as the girl who carried around the half-gallon jug of water everywhere. <laughs> but you're right, is that when I had that jug, I was always drinking water. I was easily drinking a gallon of water a day. And mm -hmm. you're so, so right on that when I got away from that habit, when I stopped carrying a bottle, you know, I, when I lost my favorite bottle and months went by, those were the times where I fell into, you know, the, the symptoms of dehydration and just overall sluggishness and just not feeling good. So you're, you're so, that's so right. <laughs> I agree. Hydration is so important. It, it, it affects uh, blood pressure. Mm -hmm. You know, it affects uh, the appearance of your skin. Yeah. And constipation. You do a lot of constipation from not drinking enough water. Yeah. Constipation is related to kidney. Kidney. Yeah. And what we eat, what we eat, huh? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, do you have, I know that you, you live a lot, you've lived a long time abroad. And so food mm -hmm. is, is often a point of contention for people who maybe have not traveled abroad or maybe mm -hmm. who have had some not so great experiences abroad with food. So how do you, what do you, what is your kind of advice with eating um, overall, you know, from between, you know, going from different continents, from Europe to the States and, and all around, how do you uh, balance your eating habits? I try to find a market and at that market I get fresh fruit and vegetables try to eat what is local if you go to a restaurant order the plate of the day because that's probably the freshest mm. yeah. and it's usually a pretty uh, it's usually cheaper too yeah that's true too yeah. So you when you when you when you go to the market, is there any particularly as as far as um, fruits and vegetables? Are there any particulars that you recommend? Well, first thing was that came to my mind was actually garlic. Mm. The health benefits of garlic and turmeric. Mm. Yeah, I have uh, a client I'm coaching now who's doing. He's a uh, uh, a physician. I have a, a couple of physicians. <laughs> and I also have a business partner, uh, Maria Mbuni, who is an anesthesiologist uh, out of LA. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and garlic is so important just to, to um, put it fresh gar garlic on your salad. You can chop a little bit and put it in water and drink it. Mm -hmm. 
it is good uh, to keep the the, the uh, blood from loose, which wow. is anticoagulant. It's uh, it fights infection, as does turmeric. Garlic, okay. Absolutely garlic. Let's remember that one. All right, you heard that Black Healing Matters family. Go out and get your garlic, okay? <laughs> that sounds... And you know what? You can eat what you like. You can eat your cake and your, your velvet cake and everything, but you get everything is in, should be in moderation. Mm. Yes. I think the disadvantage is that right now I notice in the United States that... Uh, you can eat something and not be told exactly what it is and it'd be legal. When I buy a piece of chicken, I have a number on my piece of chicken, which tells me exactly where it came from and what that chicken ate. Wow. You mean in, in France, in Paris? Yeah, in France. Wow. Go to the, to the, uh, the meat market and yes. And I eat, I eat less meat a lot, but every now and then I eat, I get protein, I have chicken. So you're saying that they actually track where the animal was raised and what, like where they yes. were grown and what, everything. I have a number on that piece of chicken, on that thigh, there's a number on there. Wow, that's amazing. <sighs> that's amazing. Yeah, I, I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly on that one. The food is is so it's kind of it's in it's very kind of undercover you know covert mm -hmm. that think about it it is and we should i i love the community gardens mm -hmm. that are that are uh being cultivated yes that's wonderful and that young people are doing that i forgot i've forgotten the name i saw uh a young woman who I think is one of the young heroes on CNN, mm -hmm. and her um, she was reputed to have done just so much with health and eating and young people. And she was young; I think she was a teenager or something herself. But young people are becoming so much more aware, mm -hmm. which is something that I just love. I love the young people; they yeah. are questioning. Yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Definitely. I have a question though. You mentioned that you like to help people. And I remember during the Facebook live show, you mentioned that you mentor people. So can you talk a little bit about how and why you decided to step into the role of mentorship and what that looks like for you? Oh, I've been doing it for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And um, I have um, a program that I've developed and I call it my GATE program. And GATE is an acronym for gifts, avenues by which your gifts can be exploited and shared and used. T are the traps that we fall into. And E are the ways in which uh, one becomes empowered. Mm. And the basis for a lot of what I do is my expertise in astrology. I have uh, for many years uh, been a student of astrology and I say a student because 
it's one of those things that you learn more and more and more about and the study never ends, but I'm, I'm pretty proficient. And, um, and just using that as a basis for self-appreciation and discovery of one's gifts and abilities and talents and seeing the ways through which naturally a person more easily expresses those abilities and how they can be compensated monetarily. Mm. So you believe in gaining money from your gifts? I believe everybody should be paid and that most people are underpaid, particularly black people. Yes, yes. I agree with you on that for sure. Um, I couldn't agree more. We, the talent is there. Um, but you know, everybody's benefited from our talent. That's the truth. Everybody. <laughs> That's the truth all day. <laughs> Me too. This Me Too movement that Tamara Burke started 10 years ago, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, that was the, this movement was started. Yes, black woman started it 10 years ago. Wow. And it's just now catching on. It depends on who talks about it, right? Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. So. But, we, but what we're doing, what are we doing? Look at you. We're developing our own platforms. Yeah. And uh, the technology is really such a tool. Mm -hmm. And we have to fight also. Let me give a plug. We have to fight for net neutrality. Oh, can you go into that a little bit? Tell me more about that. What do you think about net neutrality? Well, the fact that I, don't, I think that everybody should have equal access at any time to everything. Because mm -hmm. you, your cable provider or whoever you, you're getting your internet from, if you pay more, you have access to more and they can slow down other people who are on the fringes like us much more easily. Uh-huh, I see what you mean. Yeah, so uh, Black Healing Matters, which is not the same as CNN or Fox News, you might type in Black Healing Matters, and before you get to Black Healing Matters, so much comes up and the, the, the speed of the internet is slowed and it, it can all be manipulated. We have to fight to keep it the way it is. Mm. So we can tap in Black Healing Matters and we get Danielle Ruffin. Yes, that's right. Absolutely. That's, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. I, I, I Honestly, I'm not really <laughs> too up to speed on these things, but <laughs> really, mm -hmm. that's, that's really important. And I agree. Absolutely. That can change the world and the, as we see it, for sure. What made you, I'm turning the tables on you now, what made you do that? Oh my, uh, <laughs> Black Healing Matters is really, um, it's, it's really something that was on my heart for a long time. Um, as you know, I live abroad as well. And mm -hmm. for me, uh, as a Black person removed from my own culture, um, I think I was given that perspective of being able to see my people and see how other people live and, and, and also see that 
it wasn't the, the, the problems that we were saying uh, that we have is, you know, we have no money, we have no this, we have no that. It was, I think, I, I, I realized that the problems were much deeper than just a lack of stuff a lack of mm-hmm. physical stuff and mm-hmm. that there were some wounds and some barriers to success that were not at all being addressed by the media and you know the platforms that existed very very little talk about the 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 healing about mm-hmm. the inner work about the spirit and the soul um about these wounds that we have obviously uh suffered and never so, ever been properly even addressed, let alone healed. And um, so that that really motivated me <laughs> to to have start opening these conversations and and hopefully make a platform where Black people feel that this is a place where they can come to get healing. Right. And it's it's wonderful that you're doing this and talking about healing and uh, going to the doctor and sitting in that doctor's office mm-hmm. so often we are not taken taken seriously we are dismissed we're just told okay you do this 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 and this and we don't ask questions one of the things that we have often been conditioned to do is to not ask questions and not shake things up mm-hmm. if we do we're belligerent or we're angry or we're hostile, or we're this, or we're that. When you sit down with that doctor, that is your body. Mm-hmm. That doctor cannot and should not do anything without your permission. And what that doctor wants to do, you should clearly understand. Mm-hmm. You should ask questions, ask them to break it down. If you don't understand, tell them, wait a minute, I'm going to talk to somebody who explains this so I know what you are getting ready to do to me and what this pill is you really want me to take. <laughs> and we've learned that lesson very strongly through some of the uh, contraception that mm. they experiment. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. You're right about that. Respect, mm. respect your body. It's, it's your body. They can't do surgery if you're not in that operating room. <laughs> I don't care how many doctors they have in there. That's the truth. That's the truth all day. Oh my gosh, I feel like we could just sit here and talk about, like all day about this. <laughs> but I know that you're busy. I know that you got a plumber coming to your home soon. So I, I want to respect you. <laughs> I want to respect your time though and make sure that we have time to. Uh, give any last kind of comments or tips specifically that you think are important uh, for the healing of Black people moving forward here now in 2018. Love yourself. Love yourself and be fearless in your love for yourself. Let nobody take that away from you. Let nobody demean you walk with dignity. I love the way we walk. I love the way we move. Mm. Nobody in traveling, Danielle, do you notice that African-Americans particularly move differently? Yes, absolutely. I have had someone come up to me and say, we know you're not African from the continent directly, 
-hmm. We can, and I say, how did you know that? We can tell how you move. Mm -hmm. And and black men, nobody moves away black men. It's true. That's why they mock us because we are, uh, we are a thing. We have our own way. We have our own character. I agree wholeheartedly. One quick thing too about the sagging in the pants. Oh boy. (laughs) Okay. No. And what I'm going to say about that is a simple thing is that there are uh, things that are happening with young men have done that in the area of the hip physiologically, that they are being impacted by that. Their body is. Mm. The exaggerated motion is, is wreaking havoc with the body in the hip area. And that is doing damage. That's all. Understand. Now, what it means or whatever, I'm just is doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just respect. Like respect ourselves. That's all. We look at us. Yes. Hold look on. at how we sing, how we move, what we have done, our contributions, how we love. And people want to try to figure out where our joy comes from. We, it might be buried a little bit for some of us, how we still can smile and enjoy the simplest things because you know what? Our roots take us back to the source of that joy. We know who we are. Yes. There's, I, I you know, I do every Tuesday here, we do uh, Know the History Tuesdays. And, mm-hmm. I, and I know that we have listeners who specifically love that Tuesday episode because that Tuesday segment uh, mm-hmm. because of the pride and and I feel it too when I'm delivering this message it's I, I, you can never be the same I think you will never be the same once you know who you are where you came from and the the real the grandeur from which you descended never really that's same. your most powerful weapon dear your most powerful weapon is knowing who you are when you know who you are you cannot be convinced to do something against your values. Mm. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted to say. You said it much better. <laughs> no, it's your most powerful weapon. I know who I am. Amen. Okay. Everybody doesn't have to like it. <laughs> no, right? There's nothing like right. you. I can tell you that. <laughs> nothing like us. So... Where can the people find you, the, the Black Healing Matters family members, if they want to reach out to you and connect with you and kind of keep track of some of the programs that you're running and things that you're doing, where and how can they keep in touch with and catch up with you wherever you are? Well, <laughs> they can uh, send me a request on Facebook, mm-hmm. Silver Wayne House on Facebook, and mention the fact that this show, uh, they can send me an email, silver at Harvard coaching.com h-a-r-v-a-r-d coaching.com mm-hmm. okay yeah. so email and facebook people find me <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty distinctive name silver wayne house <laughs> yeah, yeah not too hard to find i agree wow well i just i really on behalf of the entire black healing matters family here i i just want to say thank you um, you definitely touched my heart and, um, I feel like this was more like a, a conversation than an interview, but it, um, it was good. It was so good. And I hope that the listeners can, can 
feel your energy, your your love, your care, just like and your passion, just like I do here. Uh, even though we're worlds apart, I appreciate you so, so, so much for all that you've done, all that you share, and all that you continue to do and bring forth just as, as an example of excellence to this world. Thank you. Thank so. you. Thank you. Whew. Appreciate you. And on that note, Black Healing Matters family, I want to say, as always, thank you. I love you. Stay blessed. And as always, Black Healing Matters.